0: Thank <laughs> you. I am with you on a Monday. Good to be with you. Uh, thanks to Robert Steinbach and, uh, you know, uh, J.R. Davis for filling in for me for a couple of days last week. Look, I, I've, my, my life has always been an open book, so I'll tell you exactly what went down while I was gone. On Wednesday, I had surgery. I, as you know, I have, been, I have been battling over the last year. Uh, a problem with my right foot. Last uh, Labor Day, I burned my right foot on my deck, and uh, it's just not been healing. I'm a type 2 diabetic. It has not been healing. My blood sugars aren't out of control. They're in fairly, well, not right now because they, they took me off my old medicine and started me on new medicine, but that's a totally different story. But anyway, uh, I'm, they're Bottom line is that it just wasn 't healing. We got the one area healed that had taken for so long, and it had not been healed more than about two weeks then, under one of the calluses on the bottom of my foot, uh, a sore started to uh, develop better known as an ulcer in the business of foot care with the wound centers and uh, then it came on, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't responding to, to treatment. And my treatment has been extensive. I mean extensive. Uh, that one wound that I was talking about was so bad at one point that you could take a Q-tip, one of those with the uh, wooden little handle on it, and you could uh, insert it on the bottom of my foot and could make a tent with the skin on the other side of my foot. Mm-hmm. And so it was a hole all the way through my foot. And they they got it healed. It that's gone completely, but this other one now is not is not healing and I was talking with Dr. Driscoll, my surgeon, not my surgeon but my doctor at the wound center and I said, "Well, how long do you think it's going to take? Just David's going to be like just the last one." And then this could break again. Now there's there's a reason for why this is occurring. It's not just be, because I'm type two diabetic, but I do want to warn you if you're type two diabetic, keeping your your sugar right, your blood sugars right, is very, very, very important. Uh, it has it it will have everything to do about how how well your body can heal itself, but. Um, i mean my my blood sugars were in the afternoons they were about a hundred and three to a hundred and twelve, which is absolutely normal at night they would drift up to about a hundred and forty and then back down again in the morning so uh they were not worried about uh, what was going on with my blood sugars but uh I also had a congenital uh deformity on my right foot i was I was kind of i kind of had like a A cleft foot a club foot would be a better word for it and it made it that when I walked I walked on the ball of my foot all the time I had neuropathy from the time that I was probably 16 and had no feeling along the the ball of my foot and so getting it to to heal was very very difficult on anything I had to quit playing basketball in high school because of blood blisters, and it's a long story. It has gone on for as long as I feel like I've been walking on terra firma. But the bottom line is I sat down with Dr. Driscoll, and she said, Dave, I just think that you're going to continually have these problems. And so um, there's a, a, a term for an operation, and what it does is it removes the ball of the foot and up from your foot. And they, uh, they asked me if I would consider it. They thought that that would take the, the the pressure, the structure of the foot off and all, and it would heal up. Because when I had the amputation of my two toes, they healed up with no problem. So I, had, uh, I took a week to make a decision. I'd already kind of made a decision right then but said let's do this so Wednesday of last week I lost about I would say a quarter of my foot on the right side I had it amputated Uh, and that's so that my foot will heal so um, I'm feeling good feels great it's so weird because I still feel like I when when I I got it's in a cast I can I haven't seen my foot uh, I still got a great sense of humor I'm in great spirits just so you'll know because I asked them whether they were going to use a taco fold to close up the uh, uh <laughs> the cuts or they were going to use a uh, uh what is it a uh, uh what's the what's the big one that they that you make for breakfast uh, a burrito a burrito fold <laughs> and uh, I I'm still assuming that it'd be a burrito fold Uh, on it and i'll I'll find out in two weeks Uh, it's in a cast i won't see it for another two weeks but i have no toes anymore on my right foot but what's really weird guys i feel like i still have toes i feel like when i'm sitting here i can wiggle my big toe and uh, my little toe next to it i was hanging 10 already but i could wiggle (laughs) my wiggle my toes And uh, I know that that's not the case. So uh, they'll take it off, take this cast off in a couple of weeks. The stitches will all be healed by then, uh, and and I'll get back to being normal again. Uh, as well, except that I'll only be able to count to uh, 15 here in Arkansas, <laughs> <laughs> just, just so, you, so you guys know. Your, your math uh, will still be better yeah.
2: than a typical government official.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, better than government officials. You're right. <laughs> so I understand that uh, Paul is here, Iverson's here, RD is here, uh, I think Wayne is here, yep. and that Jan is on her way because she told me last night that she would be joining us today. Guys, I have got all kinds of stuff that I want us to talk about today. There is so much to talk about. Let me just start off with you, first of all, to remind you that it's 7 o'clock, uh, I got a I got a afternoon late afternoon text from RD and he said well, I think we should talk about the initiatives again and and I agree with him I think that's something we have got to keep in front of the voters so I got a hold of John Thurston and John Thurston agreed to come on at seven today he'll be on with us from seven o'clock until eight and joining him is going to be the AG Leslie Rutledge because. There's some uh, questions about some of the initiatives and which ones are going to be on the ballots and which ones might not be on the ballots. So they'll be with us for an hour. So, R.D., if you don't have all your questions answered by the end of the uh, 7 o'clock hour here, uh, it's your own fault. Okay. Well, that'll be great. Hey, You, you, you keep that in mind. You keep that in mind. So they'll both be on with us and join us. I was really thankful that uh, John Thurston jumped right in and said, absolutely, we need to get on and talk about it. So that's cool. The other story that I wanted to get on really fast today was on CNN. Did you see the guys? Have you seen the the latest uh, poll for CNN? Uh, No. No, No. I guess we Okay. It's been quiet. Okay. Two months ago uh, in June, in June. CNN had Biden up by 14 points in this race nationally. Yesterday, their poll came out that they held uh, between August 12th and August 15th. Now, remember, that's during the time about for Kamala Harris and all the rest of the uh, news going on for the Democrats, all the, quote, positives going on for them. And the newest poll, and just so everybody knows, I don't buy into it for a minute, I think CNN's covering their 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 tushes right now. The poll's are dead heat.
2: Oh, wow. So it's really... By, a, by wow. the CNN,
0: yeah, by the CNN polling, uh, Trump has made up 14 points in the last two months. Wow.
3: <laughs> we haven't even had a debate yet.
0: yeah' I'm no, oh, Joe no, Biden I'm, had to do come out I of the basement. If, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know if there'll be a debate. I think that Biden is deciding that he's not going to debate. Great article today uh, on the Daily Wire... About uh, Chris Wallace, who is not a lover of Trump by any stretch of the ima- imagination, but attacking Chris, uh, uh, attacking the Biden campaign, about no one coming on to be interviewed about the uh, the Democrat convention, which gets under. If I'm correct, starts today, today, does it not? Today. Okay, they're supposed to get underway today, and nobody's be- talking.
2: Is there going to be? Are they actually going to have a convention with actual people? And
0: it's going to be virtual.
2: It's going to be virtual. Okay. Yeah, I believe to be it'll virtual.
1: still be interesting. I, I, I think but, it'll still be an interesting convention.
0: Well, sure, virtual. They can get on the, on the internet and say everything that will fire up, you know, red meat on on their side of the party. But the bottom line is that Biden's not offering himself up. Kamala Harris is not offering herself up, and none of the leadership. Of the democrats are offering themselves up to be uh, interviewed that's unheard of have you ever heard of that i mean i've been following politics since i was 14 years old that is kind all, of,
2: that does sound kind of bizarre i mean if you're in a somewhat close presidential race you'd think you'd be taking advantage of the microphone whenever you can get in front of it hmm. I mean, that does sound nuts.
0: Now with Joe Biden. Oh, well, yeah. Well, in that case, yeah. If I'm just saying.
2: If you've got someone who will who will hang himself in front of a video camera.
0: Did you see the headlines over the week about Obama and what he said about him?
2: I don't know that I did. What did he say?
0: He said, uh, you know, be careful about Joe. He'll F it up if he can't. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, well, yeah, classy,
0: what, but yeah. you have
4: to. I, I mean, I like that because he's he's telling the truth about it. For a change, oh, he
0: is. It's already showing. He well, had I a
3: mean, Bill it, Clinton moment when the truth <laughs> slipped out. Yeah, uh, the truth slipped out.
0: I mean, you think about this when you got, got CNN, the which the network <laughs> that is uh, giving Biden all the cover that he needs. And the latest poll, CNN says we're at a dead heat right now, 3.7 Nash on the national poll, and he leads by four. So that's a dead heat. And then on the, the uh, battleground states, and they say there's 15 battleground states, most ridiculous thing I've heard. But uh, that's got a, 15, a 5% uh, plus or minus, and he, he's got a 1% lead in those states. Uh, that means that he's probably behind. In all those states, uh, this is starting. I'm telling you, it's it's looking more and more like Reagan Mondale.
2: Wow. Well, you know the it last really is. the last election Trump won by a, a big margin as far as the electoral college went. And well, so, not really. I mean, wasn't it?
0: What was not it not really? It wasn't a it wasn't a hard thumping it was a a big win healthy. because hillary was running <laughs> yeah but Here, about- i'm i'm saying this time you know it may be a it may be a, a landslide i mean the, all of those uh, trump republicans that were going to vote for biden in this poll were like gone mm-hmm. gone
3: Well, has Harris. 17-
0: Oh she's a, She's so far
3: left. I mean she is so far left he was well, I, I he was doing somewhat decent with some of the with some of the left leaning moderates, but boy Kamala Harris pushed his ticket all the way to the left. Well, I think she
0: I, she is the fourth most liberal senator wow. in, congr- in congress. Well, there, there fourth th-
2: most liberal.
0: That's incredible.
2: I think there are still a lot of Democrats out there that are that are still somewhat conservative compared to the left-wing um washington democrat standard that's been set up and so i i think that when you put up candidates that are just off the wall crazy then i I think they're going to run off a lot of the kind of bread and butter democrats out there they went for the
3: bernie sanders vote and just forgot everybody in the middle yeah and the bernie sanders people just hadn't showed up and elected anybody yet thank goodness All right, but, uh, you,
0: guys, you guys sit there. We've got to get a break in. I've been told we need to get a break in, so let's do that. I want to stay on Heidi's good side. I haven't <laughs> been talking to her in a few days. 20 minutes after 6 on a Monday, I am back in the chair. I am good shape. We are not on Facebook Live. I'll explain that to you when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, we're about 24 minutes after 6, and uh, our traffic has been impeded because of the hack attack that occurred on uh, Salem Media uh, last week. That's why we're not on Facebook Live right now. We have, for the most part, no Internet. Uh, We have Wi-Fi, but we don't have any Internet uh, inside our facilities. and. I'll just, instead of doing a huge, long, long uh, explanation about this, let me just say that Salem is the most conservative radio network. So put two and two together. And Mm. uh, uh, we have been under um, attack last week. Um, They've made some... They, they made some uh, pretty good attacks on us. Uh, they're saying that we'll be back on in a couple of weeks as far as uh, our Facebook Live part of the show. So uh, tell your friends. And uh, Elizabeth is, is uh, posting uh, as I speak on my Facebook about this, about what's going on. But, hey, the left ain't going to shut uh, Sail them up. We support the President. I think everybody knows that. Um, everybody that's sitting in that studio today uh, supports uh, the President of the United States. And uh, what's been going on and what the left has been doing uh, in the major cities in America is despicable. And it's really, really uh, more than just disappointing. Let me tell you, being from originally from right outside of Chicago, I was right. I'm from right across the the border there. Hammond, Indiana, Hessville, to be honest with you. Uh, I went to the school. For my uh, elementary school that the kid went to in The Christmas Story. That's mm-hmm. Harding Elementary. That's where I went to school. Of course, it wasn't Harding that they they had on uh, uh, the movie. That was some school in Cleveland, Ohio. Why, I don't know. Uh, Harding would have been perfect for showing uh, that school. But, uh, you know, Hammond was where that, that whole uh, movie took place. The name of the book is In God We Trust. Uh, and uh, all those things I see in that movie, I laugh at because I remember them. <laughs> I, that is so true in that in in that in that movie, all the way from cursing at the heater, uh, all the way to making the, the stupid mistake of cursing uh, when the the lug nuts of the car ended up in the snow. So I mean, it just it, it, it caught the time, it caught the area uh, completely, but. What happened on the, uh, the Miracle Mile last week in Chicago was just unexplainable to me. I, never would that happen, uh, as far as I'm concerned, in, in most people's minds. And I can tell you this. When I was growing up, Mayor Richard Daly, they called him the boss, was the mayor of Chicago. And I don't care if you were the most liberal wing of the Democratic Party, that would not have happened. And let me also make this statement. And we'll have a couple of minutes and you guys can jump in here because uh, I'm on a roll right now. <laughs> bottom line, <laughs> uh, bottom line it's medication, the most the most liberal, the most liberal liberals back in the late 60s for the Democrats were nowhere near these lefty goofballs uh, that are controlling the Democratic Party right now. There were some out there, but nobody gave them any credence, and nobody got gave them any support. I mean,
2: I think you're right. I think that but, I think some of some of what's going on right now is just like you you couldn't have hardly made jokes about some of the stuff that's going on right now, and and it wouldn't have even been funny back fifteen years ago. Hubert years ago. Humphrey.
0: Hubert Humphrey, one of the most liberal politicians that has ever walked the face of this earth, would be completely, completely embarrassed by what the left has done in this country. I'm just telling you, he'd be embarrassed, you know, as far as this And don't even get me started on Dr. King. Don't get Iverson started on Dr. King. Uh, You know, he he would be condemning all this stuff that's going on. But that they just allowed a bunch of rioters, which was made up of college students, uh, was made up of, uh, I guess, um, unemployed, a bunch of unemployed people and uh, convicted felons. Those were the people tearing up Chicago end of last week.
1: What do
3: you have and, to do? And they let them. Yeah. I think Lightfoot, which is the mayor there.
0: Fifteen uh, seconds. Yeah, go
3: ahead. Has uh, actually came out and said this is an organized effort by an outside organization to oh, uh, to cause think? all this. Yeah, she's I, actually came out and said it.
0: Okay. we got to get the news. We'll be back. 25 minutes till uh, 7 o'clock on a Monday. Dave Elswick back with you here in the A-Chair. And uh, glad to have you with us. In the studio is the power panel. And we've got Iverson Jackson there. We've got Artie Hopper there. Paul Calvert. Wayne Beach is there. Jan Morgan hasn't arrived yet. But I was told yesterday by her uh, where... uh, that she was going to be here, she said she was coming. So we'll we'll look we'll look at at, at that uh, as it, as this morning goes along. I expect her to be here. Seven o'clock. Special guests going to join us by phone. Secretary of State John Thurston, Arkansas um, A.G. Uh, Leslie Rutledge. They'll be on today, uh, and they'll be talking about the initi- initiated acts. There's some things that really can't be talked about because it's going to end up uh, in front of, of the Supreme Court. I think that's why uh, when the Secretary of State said he'd come on, he asked if it was all right for the AG to come on. And I'm more than happy to have her come on and tell us what's happening. So uh, that's going to be an hour for you at 7. Now, listen, we don't have the uh, Facebook Live right now. So that means you as my... You know, real faithful listeners that tune in every day to Dave Ellswick's show, rain or shine or snow or ice or whatever is going on, uh, that you share what's happening on the show uh, on Facebook, uh, on your Facebook sites, and play back some of the audio and uh, direct people to 101.1 FM, com, and to the, uh, uh, of course, uh, replays that we have so they can uh, listen to the podcast and 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 hear the show. R.D., you were making a really important point when I had to break away real quick to get to the news, and you were talking about the mayor of uh, Chicago, Lightfoot, and she's done a 180. I mean a 180. Eighty, uh, She now uh, calls all these people that are rioting and stuff. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's doing that because she actually believes it. She licked her finger and stuck it up in the air. Well. And uh, she knows how the people feel about this. And uh, they have now gone out and uh, brought uh, civility back to the streets, streets downtown in the loop and they have really cracked down and they made a big sweep over the weekend and the unrest has stopped and they have arrested dozens and are asking the feds to bring federal charges against these people
3: oh wow that's totally
0: that's totally a different different story than last week
3: sadly enough i believe what's prompted her turnaround or, or watching the news you know they had a, a
0: like in
4: David, those in military, when you know that, you know, the sergeant telling you what to do and then the officer is saying we're going to do something else and it, it, it's well, is it legal? Illegal? Because we know we don't have to obey an illegal order, mm-hmm. but it teeters on the border where it's there's a little gray area in there. And it's like, OK, did we disobey this command? You know, my conscience doesn't want to do this. So mm-hmm. those, those guys that are on the beat, the, the uh, police man, your heart, has to go out for them because they're called in the middle. They want to do their job. That's they, right. They well, want to and do and their job. And then you have
2: the other factors that they for years they've been disarming people, so they can't defend themselves in these cities and, and a lot of these left-wing states. They
4: haven't been disarming the crooks, though. That's the problem.
2: Oh, you can't out, you can't
3: outlaw drugs and make them go away. You no. I, had Anybody study uh, history, they might learn something about Prohibition. Yeah. Now, what did yeah. prohibition do? Did that create a you know nice calm society? And it created uh, the
2: Capones, hey, yeah. and
3: so forth. That's exactly right. right
2: so, so, the mafia. So, so, and that's that's an example of one of those situations. The fact is that under normal circumstances, when you're trying to arrest someone who's a murderer or something of that nature, you need to arrest them. They need to be stopped. It's dangerous for whoever, whoever, whoever is trying to stop them, whoever's trying to arrest them. But when you artificially create new criminals mm-hmm. based upon some misguided notion of morality, then you you put police and whoever else in those positions unnecessarily. Yeah, you're
4: trying to govern by appeasement. Well, it, just it didn't work in that, Chicago right? either. It's Chicago <laughs> was
2: it creates a system that can that can produce a very lucrative um, industry, if you will, that right now it's it's drugs. Hmm. Years ago it was alcohol. You make it illegal, people still wanted it. So guess what? It was very, very profitable to sell it. That's, that's <laughs> what's going on with with, with drugs right now. And, and we wonder why we've got this crime going, crime problem.
0: 14 minutes before 7 o'clock. Get a break in. Come back. Finish up this hour. Iverson Jackson, R.D. Hopper, Wayne Beach, Paul Calvert, all in the studio. Power panel today. I'm Dave Elswick. I'm back with you. And uh, I'll be here for the show as well on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, ten minutes till seven. final segment of today 's Monday show with the power panel it 's going to be a great show we we 're just scratching the surface right now <laughs> next hour we 're going to have the Secretary of State John Thurston on along with the uh, Arkansas Attorney General, and that is Leslie rutledge and we 're going to talk about the ballot initiatives that are coming up in November. Uh, Hopefully to help you understand where they're at right now, what looks like it's going to be on, what may not be on, what's facing uh, strong legal challenges and things of that nature, and then in the final hour, the the five of us are going to just talk about some general topics that need to be talked about, like why are you know why's Pelosi and uh, and Schumer and all of them screaming about. The United States postal system, which has been you know just falling apart for the last 20 years, and suddenly it's like we got to save it right now. Well, we've got to we're going to bring everybody back to Washington so we can get 25 million dollars into their hands ASAP. Well, uh, let me just give you a, later, a poll number: 62% of Democrats plan to vote by mail. Seventy-two mm. percent of Trump supporters are going to the polls. Mm. Uh, that that should that should be all you got to hear. I mean, seriously, it's all you got to hear. They don't give a, a tinker's damn about the uh, United States Postal Service. They haven't for years. But the bottom line is, they think they're going to have a ton more, uh, you know, mail and ballots. So uh, they want to make sure that there's. All this money being put into the system. Bottom line, though, we don't—they shouldn't have to worry about that. Uh, you take your absentee ballot. Uh, you, there's places you can drop it off at, no problem whatsoever. Now, of course, they want to do with the USPS. They want to do ballot harvesting. They want your mailman to go neighborhood by neighborhood and pick up uh, the ballots. That is just so wrong in so many ways i mean i understand in america we're fat dumb and happy but are you really that fat dumb and happy
2: i don't know you you
0: can't even get your ballot in that's just crazy to me
3: there's a lot more room for corruption in the the postal system so i think that they may have a few more tricks up their sleeves than just trying to save the post postal
2: service well and when you have the the postal workers trade union that just came out and um, endorsed Biden. Then can we really trust them to be um, forthright here? Some of them might get lost. <laughs> they, they, they might. Yeah, you know, some some of the 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 ballots in Republican districts mm-hmm. might just you know they might just mysteriously. Well, you know, they, there's a, there was a, a a car accident and the <clears throat> truck got turned over and well it caught on fire.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. No. I'm afraid it wouldn't.
0: And I hate to tell you guys, this is not going to be the last time, because you know what's going on this year is not all that far removed from what has happened in previous years as far as the election. Now I think, you know, with the the rise of socialism amongst a lot of the college-aged uh, people, uh, sooner or later they're going to understand that socialism promises. Uh, a utopia and delivers a hell, but uh, it's just it's just going to take him a while uh, longer to 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 figure it out. I mean, I'm 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 hoping that the president says, okay, everybody, we're going to send you your checks like like we said, but we're also going to we're, we're going to say no payroll tax on your checks uh, for the next few weeks. I've I've loved. The Democrats screaming about how the Republicans want to destroy Social Security by not collecting the payroll uh, 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 sales tax just makes me want to – I just belly laugh every time I hear
1: it. You know they never say anything about welfare, do they? No. You know, Iverson was
3: talking – during the break, We was talking about gleaning the fields and – Back in the Old, Old, Testament, Test- Old yeah. Testament times, they would leave a little bit behind, but the people still had to get out and, and work for it and go do it. Now, instead of sending everybody a six hundred dollar bonus for staying not at home working. or four hundred dollar bonus for not working they could just as easily tell employers and the workers we're going to cut federal taxes by 50 percent so employers it's going to be cheaper to hire people and and uh, and tell workers you're going to get to take more of the money that you work for home, home. and it would incentivize Production in the economy, yeah, if you, if, instead of incentivizing people to, to stay, stay at home. home. Well,
2: yeah, just, just think if you had a a, a, a moratorium on on tax collections through the end of the year. Just think how many businesses would ramp up just for the purpose of you know what I can I I can. I can make all this money right now with no taxes.
4: Seven and a half percent is a nice bump.
2: Well, that there's yeah, that. There's that or, or if you're self-employed, that's that's 15. Yeah. And, and then you have all your other income taxes. If you would just eliminate all that for the rest of the year, think of how many businesses would do whatever they could to show profits this yeah. year. Businesses are struggling right that, now because they can't help. hire people. <laughs> I mean,
3: $600 a week, we were getting, what? Like no job applications during the time that those $600 a week was going out. None. As soon as that God. run out, the application started filling up. We hired wow. like three or four people right off the bat as oh, soon wow. as that run out. And now where are they saying that we're going to start sending out the $400 again, I'm thinking, are the ones I hired going to quit? Are they, are they going to oh. go back home so they can collect it? Well, maybe we it, but should
4: do. Uh, is, it, is it North Dakota, South Dakota? The governor, she refused to take Yeah, the, uh, I love South that. Yeah. yeah, South Dakota, she refused to take that uh, next stimulus, uh, or not stimulus, but... Uh, wow, uh, can you imagine having a governor... She didn't
3: close any businesses down in her in state. In the first place. Yeah, she didn't close any businesses down, so she don't need their
2: money. Well, Well, there you go. That's amazing. Can you imagine having a governor that would say no to federal money? (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome if if our state officials here in Arkansas would say, no, we don't want your federal money and we won't violate the rights of our people just to get them? Yeah. They don't
0: have their cojones.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we've just got a bunch of wimps here in Arkansas, unfortunately. Well, well they the have
0: majority. Some, it's not not all of them. There's along, a minority right, right. that will you're do right, it, yeah. but you're, there's a majority that will not. You're right. Well,
3: whenever that money comes in to people's coffers, it flows both ways. Whether it's billions of dollars of 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 the Obamacare uh, Arkansas Works money, or whether it is the state pol- or the state highway department getting matching funds getting 500 billion for 50 billion that money goes to contractors hospitals and insurance companies that when those billions can... of dollars come in and don't think they a percentage of it doesn't flow back to the people that's getting <laughs> it either there's an incentive there for that
2: i'm oh, sure it works i mean the lobby lobbying gets you it pays dividends well, well. sure away
0: Let's take a break. We got news coming up, and then when we come back, a couple of good buddies of ours of the show are going to be on, and they're going to give us some real good information. We've got the Secretary of State on. That's John Thurston. We've got the Arkansas Attorney General. That's Leslie Rutledge and they'll both be joining us when we return after the news at about six minutes after seven. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. and a half minutes past seven o'clock. Dave Elswick show continues. Typical Monday power panels here. By the way, for you who want to send questions uh, to the Bible guys, I'm going to ask you to send them in a different place. I'm going to have you send them to Heidi. Heidi, what's the email they should be sending your questions to for the next couple of weeks?
5: Heidi at SalemLR.com.
1: That's right. H-E-I-D-I.
0: If you'll send them there, uh, we'll get them, and she'll forward them uh, to uh, our uh, our uh, Bible guys, and then she'll uh, send them over to me as well. Because right now, you can't send them to me. Uh, my email is completely down because of the left's attack on Salem across this country. Across the country, folks. Uh, they know we are the most conservative uh, radio network in America, and uh, they've had their evil eyes on us for a long time. All right, so, you know, November is going to be, of course, the big referendum that everybody's waiting for, uh, the cage match between Biden and, and uh, Donald Trump, uh, the president and his reelection, and uh, we'll have coverage of that uh, election night. Uh, I'll be on live, as I always on, am on election night and, and doing the show, and you'll be able to call in and say what you think is going on. And uh, it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun like it always is. But as important as the national election is, remember that I always remind you, that the closest uh, government to you is the best government because you can control it. Uh, your voice uh, in the state government is much louder than what it is in the federal government. Uh, I mean, we've got four congressmen out of 400 plus, and we've got two senators out of a hundred. So that tells you you got problems. You got all Arkansans in the state house and you got all Arkansans in the uh, in the Senate so you can call them and typically uh, have a a sway on them and it's even better when you get into calling your uh, folks out of your local cities and uh, and your uh, uh, county districts so with that all said let's talk about what's going to be on the ballot as far as the initiated acts go. And the Secretary of State has been so good uh, to join us today. Uh, We've got Uh, John Thurston on with us, Mr. Secretary. Thanks for joining us today. And with him on the phone is the Assistant Director of the Elections Division of the Secretary of State's office, and that's uh, Leslie Bellamy. So she's here, and she can ask all, answer all the, the kind of uh, legal beagle questions that might be out there still dealing about the initiated act. So let's just start with a general question for you, John, and that is, where are we as we look down on uh, November 3rd? Are things looking good?
5: You know, I think so. I think the... Uh the laws that we currently have are sufficient and uh, thanks for having me on Dave. But um, you know, people, there are three ways to vote. You can vote early. You can vote on election day, show up at the polls, uh, or you can absentee. Now we, you know, we, we're anticipating that, uh, you know, there, there will be a a rise in absentee voting, you know, due to COVID Um, folks, especially some of the folks who are, maybe their health is compromised and they really don't want to get out. So they have the opportunity to vote absentee. But, um, you know, we began or, had, or we began working on that months and months ago. And so uh, I think we're prepared the county clerks. They've been working on, uh, you know, putting things in place to make sure that the polls are as safe as possible. Now, one thing that we, that, that counties do need, um, are poll workers so if there's anyone out there uh, across the state that thinks that's something they may be interested in uh, they need to contact their county clerk and the reason that counties are needing poll workers is because you know the folks who typically work the polls are uh, usually the older folks in our community because they're retired and so forth Uh, you know those are the ones that covid kind of you know may hit the hardest, so they they don't really want to show up to uh, be put in that situation. So, uh, poll workers are very important. But you want to talk about the ballot measures, I believe, today. Yes. And if if you want, um, I'll kind of run through real quick what kind of the, the the timelines and what a ballot measure really is, and the Arkansas Constitution reserves to the people the right to initiate le, le, uh, legislation. And in order to place a measure on the ballot, a sponsor must collect the signatures of at least 89,151 registered voters on a petition. The deadline to submit sig- signatures to my office is four months prior to the general election. And my office reviews the petitions and calls or throws out signatures that do not comply with certain statutory provisions. So if a petition contains 89,151 signatures on its face after non-compliant signatures are thrown out. Then my office verifies whether or not the remaining signatures are from uh, registered voters. Mm -hmm. So at that stage, if a petition contains at least 66,864 signatures of registered voters, the sponsor of the petition is granted 30 days to collect and submit additional signatures. And this is called the cure period. So that's essentially it. Uh, you know, sponsors can hire p- canvassers, paid canvassers, to solicit signatures from the uh, the voters. And so, uh, but we have three ballot measures. One, the casino one, has been withdrawn. The sponsors withdrew that uh, measure. And the other two are in litigation, so... Um, the uh the redistricting one and then the uh the rank choice, which I know you guys probably talked about a lot of times on your show.
0: Yeah, we've talked so, about that second and third one extensively already because I think uh those are just uh you know out of the ballpark as far as what I think uh, Americans want.
3: Could I ask a question here, Mark Dave?
0: And, yeah, you can jump in. Go ahead, Artie.
3: Hey, what's the process for the uh for the state legislator to lecture to get something on the ballot measures like our, our uh, half-cent sales tax. What what process do they go through to get something on the ballot?
5: Sure, it's uh, it's, it's legislation. And, be- Leslie, you may be able to help with that. Um, I think they're only allowed uh, so many, I think three, and, Leslie, I'm going to let you kind of speak to that. <laughs>
6: Yeah, they're they're only allowed the three, and it has to come through uh, just like uh, any other law. It has to pass through uh, in the House and Senate to be put on the ballot.
3: Okay.
0: Okay. Leslie, if if you could, just for my, uh, an answer for me before we go to break, Uh, they've changed who makes the determination on the uh, language of the title of the bill. Uh, used to be the Arkansas right. Att- attorney general made that determination now is it, am i am i right in saying it is the election commission that makes that determination
6: yes the state board of election commission Dave. Mm-hmm.
0: okay all right so that's right. Uh, that's a that's a big difference guys Yes.
6: Yeah. it happened in, in the, the- last session
3: mm-hmm. well i hope the, that's right i hope they've done better the job than than some of the issue threes that we've got in the past years (laughs) whenever it says it's for transparency and uh term limits and it comes out to do exactly the opposite of what it sounds like it's going to do i mean misleading yes i believe (laughs) some of them in the past have been very misleading and hopefully uh, i'm not sure this change will improve that or not but i hope it does
0: all right so we're sitting at 16 minutes after seven when we come back I'd like to ask about, uh, you were talking about the three major initiatives, the first one being the half-cent sales tax uh, being permanent for highways and being made permanent uh, through the Arkansas uh, uh, Constitution. And then uh, the other two, one for redistricting and the other one about primaries, There's a couple others that I remember hearing about. I'll let you talk to us about whether they look like they're going to make the ballot or not. For our listeners, two of these ballot initiatives are caught up in uh, in a legal battle right now. Maybe Leslie can talk about where that all stands when we get back. 17 minutes after 7, we've got the Secretary of State here. We've got the Assistant Director of Elections uh, Division for the Secretary of State with us. We've got the power panel with us. And you got Dave Ellswick back. What more could you ask for? 101.1 FM, the answer. We've got uh, about 22 22- after seven, we're eight minutes away from Rush Limbaugh, and uh, we're back with our special guest, Secretary of State John Thurston and the uh, Assistant Director of Elections Division in the Secretary of State's office, and that's Leslie Bellamy. We're talking about the initiated acts on the ballot coming up in November. And, John, one that I had he- I remember hearing about was, uh, I think it was Melanie Falks that was trying to get the, the number of signatures needed, to get recreational marijuana on the ballot, so people could vote on it, is that going to make it or not?
5: No, sir. That did not make it. Um, whatever. One of the reasons that I was reading earlier, you know, about the uh, the number of signatures, and of course, maybe the paid canvassers uh, didn't meet all the qualifications, and. Uh, you know, since we don't have much time, if you would like, you know, those three measures that I was mentioning, the casino, the primaries, the uh, uh, redistricting, uh, I I can speak to those a little bit, even though a couple of them are in litigation, but like I said, there were three of those, uh, the petitions for new redistricting, which is three Republicans, three Democrats, three independents, then the petition for open primaries, uh, also known as Ranked Choice, and then the petition for the casinos. So a- after uh, consulting with our legal departments, it was determined that none of the three petitions met certain statutory requirements, and therefore they could not be certified to the ballot. So specifically, the law requires that uh, the sponsors of each petition certify that their paid canvassers have passed a criminal background check prior to soliciting signatures from the voters. Uh the sponsors of the petitions, you know, filed suit with the Arkansas Supreme Court asking my office uh to be required to verify those signatures. So those three sponsors or those three measures uh had canvassers that did not pass the background check, at least they didn't specify that they were. So that's why those signatures were thrown out. So the Supreme Court ordered my office to verify the signatures. Uh, determine if each one was from a registered voter. So the court also granted the sponsors what was called a provisional cure period, 30 days in which to gather additional signatures that would go toward the required 89,151 valid signatures. So a special master, retired Judge John Fogelman, was appointed to hold a hearing and made findings of fact uh, regarding the redistricting petition and the open primaries petition. And then Judge Kathleen Bell was appointed as special master for the same purpose on the casino. Of course, the casinos have been pulled. The sponsors pulled that all together, so that will not be on the ballot. So um, so in the redistricting and open primary, uh, Judge Vogelman, Reported to the Supreme Court that he agreed with my office that the sponsors did not follow the law regarding the certification of the criminal background checks of the paid canvassers. So that's why we're in the Supreme Court now. So the special masters ruled and uh, uh, suggested that we were in the right. So now it's up to up to the Supreme Court. And okay. uh, so because the Supreme Court, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No no I'm just saying okay I'm un- I'm understanding what you're telling us so the 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 deal dealing with uh, redistricting right now is in limbo until the supreme court rules on that the canvassers had background checks
5: That's right That's
0: Okay All right so everybody's sitting here going to ask wondering the $800 question here and that is do you guys – have it, has that been argued in front of the Supreme Court yet, or is that yet to be argued in front of the Supreme Court?
5: <clears throat> well, let's see. The deadline for, for me to certify measures uh, to the ballot is August the 20th. So we are – and Leslie, I, I don't, are they hearing it today or tomorrow? I mean, it is very, very soon.
6: I am not actually sure what day they usually come out with decisions, I think, on Thursday afternoon. And they know the time is pressing, uh, as we have to certify to the counties. Um, so I'm hoping we hear this week. Yeah, it'll
5: have okay. to be this. Yeah, it, it's been expedited for sure, so it should be this week.
0: All right, so we should know by the end of this week whether that's going to be on the ballot or not. Now, the other one. Is about to the primary, so where are we on that?
5: Uh, it, it's in the same place. The primary
0: uh, and the uh,
5: the redistricting are, are uh, before the before the Supreme Court right now.
2: And they're both both on both there because of the lack of criminal background checks of the canvassers. That's right. That's okay.
5: Um, so. You know, we've completed the process for the redistricting petition and determined that it did not have the constitutionally required numbers of signatures in order to be placed on the ballot, you know, which is 89,151 or qualify for the peer period. So, uh, you know, just based on what we looked at as far as the signatures go, uh, they're definitely on an uphill climb. And, and, again, you know, I've been criticized in the paper that my political views are the reason things aren't making it to the ballot and all sorts of things like that, which is, you know, it's a little bit insulting because uh, we, we don't care about – we're administrative. And it, what is in the content of it is not what uh, we look at. We are only looking at the signature. And uh, and like you said earlier, the state board of elections they look at the uh, the ballot title of which the uh, the primary, the the ranked choice primary, uh, title was not approved by the state board. Now the redistricting mm-hmm. was, so uh, that's another hurdle that that particular ballot measure okay. has to overcome.
1: Let me ask a
2: question. Okay,
0: no, you can't you can't ask a question right now. Okay. You got to wait until I come back. All right, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Is ready to speak, and if you know, and, and I know you're aware of this, uh, Mr. Beach. But if I didn't put Rush on right on time, they'd mm-hmm. burn my studio down. <laughs> so, Rush, Rush is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going to get to him. Let's find out what he's got for us on uh, on uh, 101. Uh, Point one, he's coming up here in just about 60 seconds. I want to remind everybody that we are going to have the Secretary of State on and the Assistant Director of Elections Division, Secretary of State on with us until we got everybody's questions answered about the initiated acts. I'm, I'm pretty happy to hear that it sounds like to me it's beginning to look like there's only going to be one ballot measure on. Uh, the, uh, the ballot come November 3rd, and that's going to be about the half-cent sales tax. So uh, that'd, that'd just be one thing that we have to argue about instead of two or three or whatever uh, all these people were, were wondering uh, uh, about. Now, I will tell you that since the last time that the General Assembly got together, they had tightened up the requirements to get something on the ballots, and that may have something to do with a lot that's happening right now. Well, I'll tell you what. If you listen to my show. I'll guarantee you this: you'll have the facts, and you know what's what's happening out there. That's because I always ask the newsmakers to come on with us, like the Secretary of State John Thurston today, and uh, his Assistant Director of Elections Division uh, Leslie Bellamy, talking about the initiated acts. Now, uh, let me go to RD. RD, there was a couple you were wanting to ask about. Go ahead.
3: Okay, thank you. Uh, The couple of them was uh, HJR 1018 and SJR 15 on the term limits. Uh, I guess the first question, SJR 15 term limits, uh, is it going to be on the ballot? And I've read it the way I understand it. It looks like you can serve 12 years and then your term limits kick in. Uh, then you take four off and then when you come back I'm unclear how many let's start over. A, 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 how many you can serve after you come back number one is it on the ballot and second is, is how long can you serve after you take four years off
0: well let's turn that over to the Secretary of State John do you have information on that
5: yeah I may let Leslie speak to that now as far as the, uh, the content in it um, I'd have to read it a little bit closer uh, but Leslie, will it be on the ballot?
6: Uh, I still think that we're not sure if that's going to make it to the ballot. Really? Uh, I'm kind of thinking that we actually may only have um, the one on the uh, half-cent sales tax. Uh, I don't know that SJR uh, 15 or HJR 1008 is going to make it. We just uh, haven't heard yet.
2: Wow. So have there been lawsuits that have um, been um, filed to kick them off?
6: Uh I know at least on one. Um I've not talked to our legal department about it in a few days. So uh I'm just waiting to see what uh when we get that all of that we'll know by the end of the week probably I think on all of them if we're gonna what we'll be certifying to the council.
2: Wow. So that that's that's sort of getting to become maybe a little more normal thing for um legislative initiated acts or whatever you want to call them, the, the Battle initiatives be kicked off because prior to what last last election cycle there'd never been been one kicked off if I if, if unless I'm mistaken.
6: Uh, not to my knowledge.
2: Oh. wow Yeah, that's unusual.
3: Of course, I'm glad to hear that one's being kicked off because, you know, I believe that term limits are a good thing. I don't think that that serving a legislator should be a lifelong career. I think it should just be our neighbors going up for a few years and and coming back. But so uh, so. And I'm well, like, let me, you, now
0: let me let me jump in here, R D, and let's not put words in the mouth of Leslie Bellamy. She said that she was expecting word from the Supreme Court by the end of this week okay. on what on what was going to be on the ballot and whatnot. It's up to them now.
3: Okay. All right. All right, right. Let's. Okay. Well that's a good, I, that's a good thing. Going back to ten eighteen uh on on the on the sales taxes. Uh, so that one's going to be on there. Uh, I've read it. Uh, I know it's a, a, new, it's a new sales tax half cent to, for the highway department, but I'd heard from a rumor that it had a, that it had a trigger in it that would raise it over time and that we would not get a chance to vote on it anymore. Uh, number one, does it sunset? And number two, is there a trigger in it to raise it over time? Automatically.
6: i Um, I honestly don't know about the trigger uh you know i i've read through it um i don't know that i would probably you know want to comment as to the trigger without more of a legal opinion um i did not see um I was looking for the sunset clause. I don't even see a sunset clause. Actually, let's see.
0: Yeah, I didn't think sorry, there was a sunset I'm, on one.
6: No, I don't see a sunset clause in this.
0: Yeah, that's going to be part of the constitution of Arkansas. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for in in I it for infinity and beyond to quote one of my favorite. Uh, movie character. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what that, that's what we're uh, we're looking for. So John, right now, what what we're hearing is that the half cent sales tax that the governor backs is the uh, initiated act that we can be sure that's going to be on the ballot come November third. Now it's important that the Supreme Court figure this out because. Uh, uh, I was talking with the Lone Oak election folks, and they said that they have had more uh, people ask for absentee ballots now uh, than they had in the last Trump election in 16. So it's really important when it comes down to you got when does when does early voting start, and we want to make sure that the ballots are correct.
5: Yes, sir. And you know, we're we're happy to come back next week and maybe speak more specifically on a lot of these
4: uh,
5: ballot measures. Uh, Yes, sir. We had in 2016 we had around 42,000 Arkansans that voted absentee. Um, We're getting reports from some of the counties already that they're 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 already having requests for absentee uh, above where they were at this time last year. So we do expect an increase in absentee, you know, and especially after we all received, or most of the states received a letter from the U.S. Postal Service uh, saying that they they can't guarantee that uh, the balance will make it to their destinations by the, 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 the you know the deadlines that are set in law. Uh, of course, you know, when I read that letter, I was like, well, goodness, I mean can the postal service ever guarantee something makes it <laughs> by, a de- by, a de- by. <laughs> so anyway you know I, I suppose that's just them covering their own uh, their backside <laughs> but so you know if people are going to vote absentee you know you do make sure you you know send that application in as soon as you can when you receive that ballot make sure you send it back as soon as you can uh, because you know on election night i'm not so sure uh, when we're going to know the results? I mean, I hate to say that, and hate—I'm not trying to, to sow fear or anything—but I think across the nation, there's a possibility we may not know um, the results because we can't begin counting the absentee ballots uh, until election day at 8:30 in the morning. So. Um, so a lot of unknowns, and I don't know if I
0: answered your question. I kind of rambled on there. Uh, I, I think you have. There's, a, there's going to be a lot of absentee ballots out. Now, you know, the, the Democrats in the House are trying to sow distrust uh, in our electoral po- uh, process right now. Nancy Pelosi, uh, she's going absolutely ape on, you know, back guano on this, as is Schumer. Uh, and they're, they're trying to threaten the uh, Postmaster General about not getting the ballots in and, and whatnot. But uh, they're not helping things because they've evidently held up the amount of money that the the postal system has been asking for for a couple of years, and all of a sudden now it was like, oh, you need an extra $25 million, you know, right here now during the pandemic. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that out, But it looks like to me that the left is already starting to to, to try to make people question, you know, how good the uh, uh, election results are going to be. And that's got to be infuriating to you, John.
5: Well, you know, especially with the counties putting in all the work that they're doing and, and all the work that we've been doing since, I mean, since the, uh, the pandemic or whatever, since COVID came on the scene, we began having these conversations on what the November election was going to look like. And um, this, the entire month of March, we are delivering uh, PPE to the counties uh, by the truck, you know, little box cart trucks. And we have staff loading them up at the warehouse and, and driving to every county. So, in uh, the stylus pens, you know, that, that you mentioned earlier, I mean, when you walk in, you know, put your mask on, walk in, you're going to receive a, a disposable stylus pen, and you'll be able to sign your name, go to the machine and vote, and walk out and not say a single thing. So um, I, I'm definitely showing up to the poll. Uh, yeah. I kind of like it. I kind of like it and under this. I know we're short on time, but if you, if you won the lottery, are you going to mail that ticket in, or are you going <laughs> to drive down to the lottery Department or office, and, and turn it in. So that's uh, this would encourage folks that the polls are going to be open, um, and, and I think they'll be as safe as anywhere else they're going in their normal course of business.
0: Well, I I, always, I I also wanted to jump in and say that Fauci has said that he has he's not afraid of people going out and voting in person at all. He thinks that they can do that. I think the Democrats have done themselves a disservice because latest polling shows 62% of them want to vote by mail and 72% of Republicans want to show up and cast a vote for Trump. So that's uh, that, that. those are some, some numbers that maybe people want to get a, a hold of as well. Well, if you guys will hold with us for one more segment, we're going to play some uh, uh, spots that we got to play so we can keep the lights on in the studio <laughs> i know that uh, iverson jackson and paul calvert Artie hopper and of course wayne beach all want to sit in in the light and not in the dark so with that in mind let's take a break here on the dave Ellswick show The Secretary of State is with us. That's John Thurston, along with the uh, Assistant Director of Elections Division of the Secretary of State's Office, Leslie Bellamy, trying to give you all the information you need to know about what to expect for November 3rd and what's going to be on the ballot. Uh, The absentee ballots, John, uh, when should people be asking for those? Now? uh, A week from now? When? When? That's
5: a good question because, as we just uh, mentioned earlier in the show, you know the U.S. Postal Service has, you know, sent letters to the states, not you know saying that they can't guarantee uh, things will make it by their deadlines. And so, uh, I'm going to let Leslie speak to that, so she will give some specific dates on um,
0: when things are, are due. All right, Leslie, bring us up to date. <laughs>
6: Okay, Dave. I think uh, one of the things that we should probably hit, too, is that registration closes on October 5th. If you want to participate in the uh, election and you are not registered or you need to change your address, you could try to get everything done that 30 days ahead of time. Uh, The absentee's you can request now, and that's what I would highly recommend since the Postal Service has put out that uh, kind of warning that they may not be able to do the... uh, the mail by the the cutoff so october 9th is when the clerks can begin mailing those out so if you apply now you can get your ballot almost a month ahead of time to help ensure that it gets back i'd recommend you vote it quickly and and mail it back or take it back to your clerk's office and then uh october 15th would um i'm sorry october 19th would start early voting so you have two weeks there from 8 to 6 to vote at your county clerk's office or other early voting locations, as well as 10 to 4 on Saturdays. Uh, They have the PPE in place to make those areas safe, and it might not be quite as crowded at the early voting locations as on Election Day. So October 27th would be your deadline to get a ballot by mail. So that would be the last day you could submit that request. I highly recommend you not wait for that deadline, especially with the post office saying they can't meet those demands.
0: All right. Everybody's been warned. Everybody's been told. So uh, that that's good. I appreciate all that information. Again, the, uh, the last day for ask, asking for an absentee ballot is what again?
6: October 27th, Dave.
0: All right. I'm I'm putting everything on my calendar right now. Make sure I got all of it. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to be asking for for one because I'm there's nobody keeping me away from the polls. I'll be there. I'll probably be waiting in line and and do and, and do that. Hey John, real quickly, I'm, I want to give you a few moments. Uh, most of the polls are run by volunteers, and from what I'm hearing, they need workers. Is that right?
5: Yes, sir. We 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 called the counties uh, several months ago to find out what their needs were going to be coming into November, due you know due to the coronavirus and all that's going on. And every county that virtually every county that we spoke to uh, mentioned poll workers uh, that they thought would be an issue, and and, and it is. Uh, and again, because I mentioned, you know, typically the retired community are the ones who work these polls, so. Um, so, yeah, I, they're not totally volunteer. Poll workers actually uh, do get paid. Uh, now, they're also, in my opinion, uh, a need for poll watchers. If you uh, want to be engaged and kind of help monitor since there is going to be a, a large uh, absentee participation, then maybe you want to be a poll watcher and you just kind of watch things and, and just be a citizen and give, give – some extra eyes on things, and I, and so, but yeah, poll workers—they need to contact their county clerk. But that's a that's a paid spot.
0: All right, all right, that's good to know, uh, Leslie. Let me ask—I had somebody just text me, and they said, "Is October fifth the last day to register to vote in this coming election?"
6: It is, if you've not uh, ever registered or been voting uh, consistently. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you got till the 5th of October. So you still got plenty of time, but don't do like me and and don't take care of business because it'll sneak up on you and you won't be expecting it.
6: Uh, A lot of citizens think it happens automatically and it it doesn't. You know, if you have an address change as well. Uh, that could change your ballot style and your local representation up to your federal representation. So make sure that you've got the correct address as well.
0: All right. John, one last question for me. And then, guys, if you got questions there in the studio, John, are we going to have as many polling places opened up on November 3rd as we have had in the past?
5: Good question, Dave. Um, probably not. And because of that, you know, the reason I just mentioned uh, poll workers, uh, so that's something the counties are, are, you know, having to struggle with. Um, So each county very well could see a decrease in uh, polling sites.
0: All right. I just had a question sent to me by text. How do you sign up to volunteer to work at the polls? Leslie, can you help with that?
6: Yes, sir. I just need to contact their county clerk's office and the county clerk's office will get them in touch with their uh, local county board of election commissioners. And then they'll set them up for some training and, um, you know, assign positions to poll workers do different duties on election day. Uh, So that's that's how easy it is. All
0: right. I'll I'll let you know that came from a (laughs) businessman that I got a lot of respect for. He wants to be involved in the electoral process uh, this year because he understands it's such a unique time. I mean, won't we all be g- glad to get rid of 2020? <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. i to tell you. All right, to my power panel. Guys, we got two minutes. Does so anybody I have, a, have a question? I,
2: I have a question. So okay. I, I assume that they're still going to be requiring photo ID. How will that work with people wearing masks?
5: Oh, good question.
4: Leslie?
6: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> defer to me. Uh, yeah, like I think, uh, you know, I think that they will, uh, you know, as far as touching the ID, a lot of county clerks are doing uh, similar things to what the, uh, you know, the fast food places are doing. They'll have a bin to put it in. And as far as the ones with masks, uh the thing, maybe they at least would be able to tell by the, the eyes, or if they can't, they, uh, you know, I guess could ask them to pull it down. But mainly, uh, you know, I think they'll be able to tell by the the eyes uh, if it's the same person. And then they're required, too, to state their name, address, date of birth. So there's some other identifying information there that goes with that photo ID. Okay.
5: Well, that is is true. But that that must have been Paul with that
0: question. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Who else would you expect to ask that question?
5: Hey, that's a valid question. I I didn't even think about
0: it. Yeah. Anybody else have a question for the Secretary of State, Iverson or or Wayne or RD? Did you guys have any more questions?
1: Sounds like you pretty well covered most of them.
0: All right. We've covered everything. If we covered most of them, there's something I forgot. Ask. (laughs) I'm just saying. So I I will let everybody know that if the Supreme Court renders their decisions by the end of this week, the Secretary of State will join us at 7 o'clock on Monday to tell us what will and what will not be on uh, the November 3rd ballot. So for uh, for the panel here... To uh, Secretary of State John Thurston and to Assistant Director of Elections Division, Secretary of State's Office, Leslie Bellamy. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today and bringing us up to date on this crucial election time coming up in November.
1: Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for what you do.
0: Yeah, we'll let you guys run. So you get on, get on and take care of your business today. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All right, we're out of time for this hour. If you want to hear next hour, you got to listen at 6 o'clock or l- listen to the podcast. That's the way you're going to have to hear it. Podcast is at 101.1FMTheAnswer.com, so keep that in mind. We'll take a break right now, and then uh, more uh, interesting talk coming up here on 101. Week show with you here at 101. Good to have you along with us for the ride. The power panel is in today. Uh, That, uh, of course, is Iverson Jackson, uh, J.R. Gosh, i got myself really all tw- twisted like around. A
1: moment. We've
0: got R.D. Uh, Hopper got here. R.D. Hopper. J.R. Davis is on Thursday, but R.D. is here. Uh, we've got uh, Wayne Beach in, uh, and we've got Paul Calvert in uh, as sir. well. I'm Dave Elswick. Good to be back with you here uh, on the show. Uh, let everybody know I'm fine. everybody been asking, is your health okay? yes. Uh, i had uh, I had what I consider to be a minor surgical uh, procedure, and since it was done on me, then you can <laughs> assume it 's really mi- uh, minor but I, uh, I, I I had some surgery last wednesday, and i 'm back with you here on uh, this monday so it 's good to have you let let 's start off i i 've had people uh, sending me information guys and asking questions about what do i think about uh the governor extending the covid-19 uh emergency you know emergency for what 60 more days is that what it was
2: i think that's what it was yep
0: yeah and and you know i got problems with it only in the case of i believe he should have called a special session and asked the legislature to come back and to back him up on this uh, you know how do you guys see this
2: absolutely i think that's a serious problem that the governor is essentially making law without the legislative process i i realize there's a law in the books that supposedly gives him the authority to to become a king during the, this state of emergency that he has declared himself i'm sorry that's that's in violation of the arkansas constitution as, as i read it i mean there's a there's a legislative process that is supposed to be followed but it doesn't include the governor just declaring um new, new rules that people have to follow and if they don't follow them they can they can be arrested or fined or or both i'm sorry i, I think yes maybe the that statute is on the books but i think the statute is unconstitutional and the, the if you want to make a rule or a law that people have to follow then it needs to be go, it needs to go through the legislative process
1: well the the thing is that now the legislators are holding holding uh federal funds uh that the governor would like to have mm. And so that's kind of – I think that's kind of like they're uh, they're racing the hole. I, pre-
2: they, I appreciate, them, I appreciate that. the legislators standing up and, and doing something here. Right.
0: Well, that's about all they can do. They can't call a special session.
2: And that's, that's a problem, I think, that, that, that something mm-hmm. needs to be changed. I mean, hopefully that will change during the le- next session, starting in, I guess, late January or February.
0: Yes, yeah, so January. Yeah, and it. I know for a fact that there's legislation being written – Uh, To that uh, for a fact, and uh, it's going to be run through committee, whether it can pass uh, is a different story. Now that Asa is a lame duck governor, which he is, uh, you know, it may give some extra backbone to uh, legislators and senators who, uh, you know, Fade in in the face of well, the governor cut off funds to your your area or whatever, or not get behind your legislation. So uh, that will not be as big of a pro- uh, as a problem. The big problem is, hey, he's a Republican. We got to back him. No, you don't. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's going against, I believe if he's going against uh, the uh, the platform of the Republican Party you do not want to support him that's just the way it is
3: well i think there's two issues that's going to be coming up that that they may not want to do in in a special session and one of them is hate crimes i believe they were told that if a special session was called that the hate crime legislation would come up in the in the special session and and uh, ah. so, uh, I think that may have thrown a little water on the special session to address this problem. It says, "Well, hey, if you do that, then we're going to pull the hate crimes out out of the pocket." And I believe that the hate crimes goes against, in my opinion, well, the, if, the Republican platform. And, uh, uh, and
2: I, I I think this I, I, I agree hate, hate hate crimes legislation should not be should not be a thing. But the thing is, though, that if he wants to to call a special session for that. Then the legislators can actually bring up their own issues. Yeah,
3: I think what was told the, to the legislators were if you bring up one, then the other one's going to come is going to come up. And we know what? hate crime legislation is coming, and uh, so that, what brought it to mind is Dave said, you know, you support them if they're doing good, and you don't support them if you're doing bad, no matter what they are. And I think it's That's time right. for the people that are going to run for governor. To come out on hate crimes and red flag laws, the people that have put their hat in the ring. If you're going to run for governor, tell us where you stand. Yeah, I yeah. agree with
2: you 100. Really. percent go, go for it. And and when you just, I'd like to see some leadership on this. And and I, the thing is, we've already got hate crimes legislation on the books. We've already got laws to some extent anyway not to maybe not to the to same extent. deal with all the th- right we've already murder. Got, yeah well, i'm trying to think of what they what they call it they don't call it hate crimes so they much call the
0: death it- penalty well there's that <laughs> Yeah, death yeah. And, and, and i think, I think that and I,
2: I think you know uh, when there's a murder i think that if if you can if you can convict them maybe there's some a, a few cases where the death penalty wouldn't be appropriate but I've, i'm i'm Sorry, I think generally speaking if someone is guilty of murder they need the death penalty. I mean, maybe there's a few few circumstances where it wouldn't be appropriate, but generally speaking I think that's that is the appropriate I mean when response. it comes to
0: death penalty, I mean it's going to be brought up in any capital murder uh case and uh, so that takes care of that now f- First degree, uh, you've got to show real, serious, extenuating c- circumstances. And I just think saying, well, he killed him because he's black or he killed him because he's gay or he killed him because he's a Jew uh, doesn't cover me for extenuating yeah, dead circumstances dead. either. Yeah, I mean,
2: mur- murder is murder at the end yep. of the day. Is it, w- what difference does it make if, if Bob kills Sam? because he wants his wants his wallet or because he wants his wife at the end of the day sam has been murdered and and bob needs a death penalty it, it was not covet it, it was murder and and if if you can make a, a claim that well this was self-defense then it's not murder and you don't need the death penalty but the but the uh at the end of the day why does it really matter what the motivation was if it was murder, if it was murder,
3: yeah, we we feel like we know what the motivation is behind the hate crime laws. Whenever, you know, another group's in there, so you know, Iverson. You know, where do you think they're going with hate crime laws? What does what does that look like it, ten it years down the road?
4: The concern for me, as I've stated before and, and always, uh, even said it uh, yesterday, is that it 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 bleeds over into other things, and uh, eventually it will. Uh, bleed over into hate speech.
2: Right. So currently, this and is, I
4: think the intent of certain things can be good, but the actuality uh, and the, the realization of it is it bleeds over into other things, and and to get into hate speech, and that's going to threaten everything that we stand for and we believe for.
2: Well, because so right, right, right now well, this this stuff is just basically enhanced penalties. I think it's a twenty percent enhancement or something like that, but. I think to your point, uh, um, Mr. Jackson. The the um, the, um, the issue is that if we can impose extra penalties because of the wa- the way the guy thought, the criminal thought, then why can't we go ahead and start imposing penalties just because he has a thought when he didn't actually attack well, somebody? And there, and, and there you go. That's, where and you're that's going.
4: part of it, that's part of it too. And you know, if we are um all created equally. As, our, uh, as as we know we are in in the eyes of God, then one life where this black white, sure. uh, you know whatever the ethnicity mm-hmm. is, then let's not bring that into play. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 keep are, it if they, we're, if we're they, all equal. Let's just keep it like that. Are the people?
2: Yeah,
4: and let's just keep it like that. Okay. A, a, a person that's black or a person that's a, a, a gay or homosexual, their life has equal value.
2: I, I'm concerned a about a black man, has man has being murdered mm-hmm. because he's a man.
4: Uh, Exactly. So it doesn't matter whether it's a black killing the white, right. white killing the black, or right. somebody's, yeah. act, whatever it is. We have to all be treated equally under the law,
2: well, and
4: the penalty it, needs to be the same. What,
3: yeah. what a novel idea. What a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> what a novel it's, idea.
0: It's uh, very interesting that we've got to, you know, have a, a law to somehow explain a law that's pretty doggone clear. Thou shalt not kill.
4: Yeah. Thou shalt not covet. Yeah, no, thou
0: shalt not covet. That's exactly right. It's God funny, is yeah. no
4: respecter of persons. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. And, and I mean, if we keep, we convolute things and we can, I think that it it continues to separate us if, uh, if your life is worth more than mine just because of the color of, of our skin or where we come from or our sexual orientation or anything you know we have to say every life has equal value
2: period Because well, thank right, you right now with some and of this like it's, it's it's establishing that some people are more important than others because and, and, and. you know if if i happen to murder someone who's of a particular um group then maybe they're protected mm-hmm. more that, than other people that causes racism right there if someone says
3: if someone says you know i'm special mm-hmm. and i need special protection, protection. That causes racism to the people that's not part of that group. Yeah. It's, it's just a vision is what it is.
4: You know, this, was, this was brought up even in Sunday school yesterday, uh, just talking about the uh, murder, murdered, and that each group murders more in their own group than someone from outside well, that That's group. true. That's natural. You know, and that's a cross. The globe. That's not wow. in America. That's across
3: the globe,
2: and that's 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 normal because, because you are in that group. Right, you, you, <laughs> you're
3: going to have more interaction so if you want to work that group. If you, so you're saying if you're going to work on murder, you might work within the group. You work within the group, right. and so I mean, is there hate within the group? Well,
4: yeah, sure, well, sure. I mean, pe- but pe- how do you distinguish that then? That, that becomes very difficult to distinguish. So we just have to say every life is is has equal value, no matter who that person is, whether it's a homeless person, uh, whether it's a person that lives, you know, in Washington D.C. in the White House. Every life has equal value.
2: Right, and Thank I think you. I think the reason why that happens is that because the fact is that most murders are not random. Most right. cru- correct. Most, it's so. It's not very common that someone goes out and murders someone they've never met before. Yeah. Generally speaking, there's. You there's, I mean, think about it. Uh, if if a, uh, a married person,
4: mm-hmm.
2: someone's married,
4: and the spouse is killed, who's the first suspect? The other yeah, spouse. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, it's, it's
2: not terribly unreasonable. So
4: they, they I mean, to, to, so, to consider that at least. Yeah, because they have more access to them sure. than anyone else. And All right, so, guys. again, good intent, but Go I ahead, think in, 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 in structure and in the application, maybe not so.
0: All right. Let's wrap up this session. We'll take a break, then we'll come back and we'll talk more. Let's, uh, let's talk about John MacArthur, a preacher out in California, mm-hmm. continues to have church in California, <laughs> even though the government says... Thou shalt not, he says, the people I have says, thou shalt. So. Like he's calling do it. so we'll talk about John MacArthur and Iverson. I'll let you start off that conversation when we Will come do. back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back from the next segment of the Dave Ellswick Show, and let's talk about religion in America and politics. John MacArthur is a well-known bible teacher on christian radio and uh, has a large following i believe in southern california Uh Uh, his people just started showing up for church and uh, newsom the governor of california has threatened him but hasn't taken any action and iverson your thoughts on this
4: you know uh let's go back to when president trump uh, said that the church was essential. When they were talking about essential businesses being open, essential places being open, and the president said that churches and, how, let me say it like this, houses of worship were essential. And he is absolutely correct, as, as usual. He's absolutely correct. And so uh, religion is a vital part. It's why we exist as a nation. Let's just let's start there first, because the people that came over here, came over here, the, the group that sustained it, came over here for religious freedom so and that's our first amendment so when you start putting all those things together and you say that you can't go to church anymore then you know you kind of lose your existence and, and and the stability of the country as far as uh uh pastor MacArthur and the church out there uh, from what he said that you know they were doing online following all the uh government edicts and so forth but, you know, the people can only take so much. And one Sunday, 3,000 of them showed up. They were not asked to come. <laughs> you know, they just showed up and start going back to church because I know for me in my life, church is essential. You know, if I couldn't go to church, uh, you know, it's, it's just like it's strange. It's like, well, what do you do this? That's how we live. That's what yeah, the it's, scripture it's says like in here. We live and move and have our being. And so if that's how we live, then that's essential to me. And I think the uh, the people spoken, uh, you know, if you want to arrest three thousand people uh, at a worship service, then go ahead, go, go ahead. For it. Go and for so it. that's what we that's I think that's what the church has to say. Well, you just have to come and arrest us.
2: Yeah. Call and so this seems like a pretty cool way to call the governor's bluff. Yeah.
4: Yep. Yep. I mean, we don't see the 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 rioters being uh, arrested uh, in arrested and in, in, in mass like that. So why would the church stay home? And I think this is what we have to do. And uh, and I mean, I would say to churches. You know, you have to make that decision yourself. But these people, this was or, real organic. organic. They wow. just showed up and said, we need each other. Uh, we need the hugs and whatever. So if they're not afraid of, of the COVID virus, then why should uh, the governor be afraid of it?
3: They didn't burn any buildings or tear down? They didn't down, burn They, they didn't did tear down any. You
4: know, to, come on, the oh. ultimate... The ultimate insult is now the governor is conducting, the governor of California, let me make sure we say that, is conducting the church service. He says, you can't sing. Really? You can't sing a hymn? Really? So (laughs) what's next? Is he going to submit the pastor's sermons to the pastor to preach? Like Houston, Texas? Like Houston, Texas. Maybe let you hum it. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. So I think what happened was what had to happen, and I think it's going to happen more and more.
3: You know, all the conspiracies, theories out there about revolutions and as far as people just having to go ahead and do what they're going to yeah. do and let the government say, hey, you're just going to, have to come and arrest us or whatever. You know, that sounded crazy about five or 10 years ago. Yeah. But you, with all the power and the freedom that we're losing right now, yeah. uh, it doesn't sound so crazy. But, you know, right th- now. this
4: is not the first thing, Dave, that the church has been through. Uh, oh, we, no. We've been thrown thrown to the lions we've been uh, you know burned at the stakes and all these other things that uh, uh, that the world the world has tried to do to eliminate the church and uh, the church grows most when it's persecuted and so uh, I think we're going to see an explosive growth in the church real I, I always say the true church because uh, those people who know and say well government government whatever you're gonna do just you just have to do it but uh, we've got to obey God and that's what they said in the book of Acts we would rather obey God than man. And that's where we are today.
0: Yeah, pay pay to Caesar's what's Caesar's, mm-hmm. but pay to God what's God. And, you know, worship is God's. Yeah, that's it's it. Not, it's not the states.
3: That's it. Our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution refers to God as the authority yeah, to it. establish the Constitution and the, gave us the authority to withdraw from England. So this... God's word and His authority is the foundation this country was built on.
4: And you know what the, the the church and the government for for this country have, for the most part, worked hand in hand and have had a great relationship. And this is in my uh, fifty eight years of living. This is the first time I've seen it uh, come uh, crossways each other like it is today. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful that in our state here now, I, I'll have to give the governor props exactly. here because he's not told us we have to close down. So uh, let's give uh, credit to where credit is due. And I'm thankful uh, to our governor for uh, taking that stand there. And so um, California, uh, I think you have followed John MacArthur's. Well, it's not John MacArthur's, the Holy Spirit moving on people. And they're yep. just saying we're coming back to church because the church is the body of believers, not the building.
0: Yeah, because I don't think that MacArthur wants to be the poster child standing against the government. He wants to be the poster child standing for God.
4: Yeah. You know, you you have to do what you're called uh, to do, uh, and you can't think about the consequences of it. Uh, You know, as a pastor, you do your job, you do what God calls you to do, because that is the highest calling. So, you, you know, if you go to jail, you just go to jail. It, it reminds me, if you go to uh, the uh, Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, and you'll see a placard there where Dr. King is sitting in jail, and it talks about, you read that placard there, there were almost 100 people arrested there, 80 or a little bit over 100, I don't remember exactly, but I think about 80 of them were ministers of the gospel. Mm-hmm. They were ministers of the gospel, and so they understood that uh, some things, if you if you break the uh, the law, and Dr. King said, you know, okay, then don't. You know, you break the law as it is. Well, whatever the consequences are, you don't fight, riot, you submit and you go and you do whatever time. And, you know, of course, they said, you know, they they would let him go, but they wouldn't let the other people go. And he said, well, if you're not going to let them go, then I'm going to stay in jail. And <laughs> yeah,
0: I, we'll just stay here. That's
4: and a Yeah. We'll hold church we'll service in the jail. So it doesn't matter. Man, that's that's what Paul and Silas did. So, big Absolutely. Deal. <laughs> All right,
0: guys, we got to take a break. We've got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour, and then we'll pick it up again after the news. And when we do that, three congressmen voted for a piece of legislation uh, that uh, had a red flag law in it. Is there a reason that that happened? I'll talk about it, and we'll get your all's opinion of it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Been following Facebook at all? You know that there's a lot of people that are upset with Congressman Hill, Womack, and Crawford here in Arkansas uh, because they voted uh, for the National Defense Act uh, that came up last week, and uh, in that act there was some uh, some some verbiage uh, about a uh, red flag law. Now, before everybody wants to throw Hill, Womack, and Crawford on the the fire heap, I'm going to come to their their defense some. Uh, Now, Westerman voted against it. The National Defense Act does such things as talks about how much money is going to be spent for national defense, talks about things that are our are enlisted people and and our officers going to get a pay increase baq uh basic allotment for housing and in all of those things there's a lot of stuff uh that is in that piece of legislation and i know everybody's upset because and i don't have the specific verbiage in front of me there was a, a small area it was about two, two, maybe sentences long, uh, that would have given uh, uh, some folks within the military the right to uh, go after a uh, uh, veterans uh, or a, a retirees, a uh, their guns, and Hill, Womack, and Crawford all voted for the. Uh, the national defense act. I can, I know what's going on in their mind and I'm going I'll, to, I'll give it to you guys and then you can knock it around after I'm done. They felt that the overall things that were in that national mm-hmm. defense act needed to be passed like a pay raise for the, uh, the people who are serving in the military, uh, money for basic assistance in quarters, uh, basic assistance for eating, all of those things. And they, they know that that piece of legislation doesn't become law. All right? It's just a House version of the National Defense Act. It will go to a joint committee of the Senate and the House. And that legislation that's in there on the red flag is going to be stripped. It, there ain't no way it's going to get out of, the, out of the committee. So I feel like all of them wanted to be on the record that they supported our, uh, our active duty uh, troops, our retired men and women, and our, our veterans. So with that, I'll leave it with you guys. I, I don't see this as big of a, of a story as some people tried to make it into.
4: Well, Dave, I'll start it off, and it it takes me back to nineteen, uh, I think it's nineteen fifty seven, somewhere in there, when um, Lyndon Johnson attacked, put the um, uh, the clause on one he attached the clause on one bill that churches could not endorse um, endorse political candidates. Yes. And uh, President Trump, of course, you know, did the uh, uh, executive order to relieve that. And and this is what happens when you can attach all these things to different bills where you you have the ninety five percent of that's good. Then they have that one little part there, uh, but it sometimes have lasting effects. And then the second part is that this is what you get when you have a Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, run uh, Congress or, or House And so that's that's the bigger picture that we particularly we're being 90 less than 90 days away from the polls that we've got to take control of the house back again. Because if not, then we're going to be faced with all with this type of stuff all the time where being a military person. Uh, understand all those other things that are part of this um, that are part of this bill, those those essentials that are part of this mm-hmm. bill, and so perhaps, like you said, there may be a, some uh, strategic thought there uh, with the other um, the ones that voted uh, for it on that. Well, so that's my take on it.
0: I mean, people said that they thought they didn't read the bill. I thought they wrote the bill. They read the bill. They just knew that it's got to go through joint committee. Yep. And, and you, that's a yeah. that's a tough way a tough place to go through and get everything that you want. Pelosi will not get this.
3: Well I tell you what it's scary. But you know whenever you go to take the heel like and like the Democrats you know, I said when you go to, to take a city or something, mm-hmm. you wear the wall down around the city mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. And you get pick up a few boats here, you mm-hmm. get it passed through here, and whenever they get a little bit, they say, hey, we didn't get it this time, but we one step closer. we got those GOPs to vote for it. We're one step closer, one step closer. Well, hey, the left's got a 100-year plan to put us in socialism <laughs> and, and, and uh, tell us what we can do in church or not. And this is getting them one step closer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry – the second amendment is not for sale. It is not for sale. And uh, if if we got people that's going to vote for uh, anything that's got a red flag law in it, I'm sorry. I'm not vo- I'm not going to support you. Mm-hmm. Because what they're doing, they're turning the heat up on the frog a little bit <laughs> at a time. They're advancing their cause a little bit at a time. And I know that they say well sometimes you have to compromise. Well but they're I'm not sorry. Not
0: compromising. That's the point here. Uh, you're, you're making it sound like this will become law. It's got to go to joint committee. It's not going. So to So it'll come law. out.
3: What you're saying? It's going to come out they'll before strip it gets. It. They'll they'll strip it and yes, and but they'll
1: bring it back later on. But,
0: well, let them bring it back. No. Did it get stripped? Did it get voted down? It won't pass.
1: Until well, until they get a majority or something like that. And then they, well, they they got, if the they get the majority
0: in the House and the Senate, it won't matter how many Republicans we got anyway. That's
1: right. Well, how many states
3: do we have that are Republican-led right now that have red flag laws? It would be something interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. But I know that Jeb Bush got red flag laws uh it got got passed while he was in florida i know red flag laws got passed while he was the governor of florida and uh i wouldn't be surprised if you looked up mitt romney i bet if you look where mitt romney came from you know uh, i
0: don't think they have them in utah
3: you don't think they have them in utah so so anyway it's it's scary to me
2: it's scary to me and and the thing is that the the principle of red flag laws i.e the idea that well some somebody has lost their mind and they, something needs to be done, it's already on the books in most places, I think. You can deal with that situation. The person can be um, taken into custody because the, if it's if there's some substantial evidence that the person is dangerous, you can take them into custody. You don't have to wait a month or, or, or several weeks or whatever it is. It can be done right away. It doesn't have to be um, a long drawn out process, if the evidence is sound,
3: a lot of the sheriffs in the state of Arkansas said that you know that we have the laws that we need. A lot of the sheriffs <laughs> said that that we will not support red flag laws to go get somebody 's right. guns just because
2: a neighbor said they 've been acting crazy lately. and, and we 've already got a problem uh, I, I, This is during the last legislative session um, when this red flag law was brought up and um i think it was alan clark that pointed out that you know we've got a problem already in the child welfare system where someone might um, make a false claim and um you, you know Lose there's children. Kinda, there's kind of be a kind of kind of supposed to be some accountability for that but apparently there's not so someone might make a false claim and have someone's kids taken away from them and they don't get arrested for it. Are you saying okay. innocent until proven guilty? Uh, well, no. I think they may be no, guilty, guilty until proven innocent. Guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> right. And, and, so, and so, so, so Alan Clark was kind of making the point, and I think it's dead on, that one of the reasons why we can't trust government here is that they've proven themselves untrustworthy already with power that they have. So they, they've got power to take away children. And, and when there's evidence that someone has been lying about it, they're not holding those liars accountable, and so this is one of those things with the red flag laws that you know, even if you could make an argument that that the that the law as it was written in the legislation was reasonable, you can't trust the government to actually uphold the reasonable portion of that to hold bad actors accountable. And so that's just one of those things that we've already got a, a, a system in place where if someone is dangerous and untrustworthy, that they can be taken into custody. And, and separated from their guns, if if there really is a, a substantial um, a degree of evidence to, to to suggest that you know this person really is dangerous, they've lost their mind, whatever it is. They, that maybe they've they've come on hard times and they've just taken to drinking alcohol like a crazy person, and they just can't be trusted, or or maybe they have a head injury, or or who knows, or maybe they've well, just developed dementia uh, of some sort.
0: Yeah, again, I, I want <laughs> to point out, and I think Iverson will agree with me on this. The men and women who who serve us here in this country deserve to be paid an honest wage. They deserve to know that their BAQ and BAH is going to be is going to be there uh, when they need it. And so that's why I think Hill, Womack, and Crawford voted for the legislation so that they wouldn't have to wait to get a, a raise because of a Radical uh, two sentences in a fourteen hundred page bill. Uh, it's going to go to joint committee and it's going to get ripped out by the Senate by the roots. It will not see the light of day on the other side.
4: You know, Dave, I, I, I am, and I'm old enough to remember um, you know some of the things about the '70s military. We got Wayne here. I know he was, mm-hmm. but do you remember when uh, uh, Jimmy Carter was president? A lot of our oh, soldiers. A yeah. lot, lot of our <laughs> I shouldn't say soldiers. A lot of our service men, uh, particularly enlisted enlisted service were on uh, food stamps.
0: Yes, they were
4: And then of course when uh, Clinton came in, how I mean we got cut to the absolute bone. I can remember getting fourteen day mission with twelve days of resources. Mm-hmm. And they would say, Well you're the commander, you figured out, you know, what to do with that. I can remember that. So I I just have to support our um, um, men and women in uniform, and, and I understand uh, the other part about the, the red flag loss, but I just know what it's like to be on that side of it.
0: Well, I, I personally think, Iverson, again, that Hill, Womack, and Crawford all feel that this is going to be torn out. I think it would be, it'd be not only torn out, but torn out by the roots, thrown to the side and die. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't worry about that, but for that to happen – it's going to take another several months i would much rather see them uh be able to get uh that part of it okayed and uh, move and get their get their uh their money because i just know how it was for me i remember being under carter and oh, then yeah. when reagan came in mm-hmm. yep it was the difference between, and I don't know Wayne at the uh, beach if you were there or not, but you know oh, it was yeah. like it was like the sun rose for us mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, he gave us almost a 10% raise. Mm-hmm. That was incredible back in the day.
4: Yeah, you had you had money to actually train, <laughs> you know, rather than, and, and uh, remember how bad the equipment was. Oh, oh. my God. It, mean,
2: they hollowed it out. They mean, you hollowed you out to the military. You didn't have to practice shooting by saying bang. No,
0: Well, no. well here, here's, the, here's the key, and, and we always say, we say, what is hollowing out? Because Obama hollowed it out. What that means is that if you're in the Air Force, you've got all these planes sitting out on the flight line. They're ready to go and, and do the mission. However, if they can't fly, they don't have the parts to fix them. There you go. That that's what hollowing out the military is all about.
4: Dave I, I saw you know. that uh, we had units, you know, when there was they were I mean you walk the line and every vehicle looks perfect. But then, when the flag goes up, and you have to, uh, you have to get on the road, you and you got vehicles strolled out over hundred miles because, because of maintenance, yeah. maintenance, and, and, right, and, and, and a lot of it was what we call PMCS, preventive maintenance checks and services. That's correct. Fan yeah. belts, you know, things like that are the, things, things like that 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 we just didn't have the money oh. to buy.
3: Yeah, just, just what I was making though is you can't have one without the other, and there's some things that I'm not willing to compromise and, and on. And I did a little research. You know, I just made the assumption since Jeb Bush had red flag laws yeah. in Florida that Mitt Romney probably, they were probably in Massachusetts. There are 19 states in in the United mm-hmm. States that have red flag laws. Yeah. Well, All only right. 19, but they are in Florida and Massachusetts. Remember the yeah. All right, guys, plans? hold on,
0: hold on. Hey, Wayne, you you get to talk when we come back. Oh. Got to get my final break in. We're going to do that right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave's back in town, so don't cross me. 101.1 FM, the answer. Final st- uh, segment of the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, the answer. Dave Ellswick back in the driver's seat again. Wayne Beach uh, is part of the power panel today. Wayne, you were going to make a statement. Let me get you get back to you so you can say what you had on your mind.
1: You know, during those dry times, you know, in the, in the military when we didn't have didn't have, <laughs> we were low on funds. I remember going over yeah. to uh, other people's vehicles and literally taking parts off their vehicles to make our vehicles pass inspection. <laughs> you know, and and you were in good terms with the. We were just talking about. It. You, there was three people that you made sure that you were in good terms with. One was the the payroll that's actually going to get you paid on time and uh it's a supply officer supply sergeant and the mess hall folks if you're in good if you're good terms with those you always had something
2: <laughs> there's there's a black market in the in the military and that, that comes about because of the the lack of um proper equipment and right i was telling them that you think that was
3: bad that i Grandfather was in the Aleutian Islands and north of Alaska. And when their truck showed up, that uh, they didn't have cabs on them, they had to take scrap two by fours and lumber to try to build build a cab on a truck to keep them out of the elements and didn't have a heater in it. Heaters on them, wow.
4: You know, and, and I think this that speaks to the point that we take care of the guys on the ground and then this other stuff we battle it out. Uh, as time permits but we have to take care of our guys on the ground.
3: But yeah. you know what they're fighting for? They're fighting for our rights. Fighting we for we our can't rights. give up our rights We can't give, give up process, our rights right.
4: but we don't starve them out <laughs> no, and, that's and for make sure. them a casualty but, but, of, of, uh, of
2: Washington D.C. But in the meantime what 85% of the money goes to local garbage and bureaucracy and welfare programs mm-hmm. and
4: Whatever whatever and, whatever else happens we got to take care of the guys on the ground. Yeah. And that, All that's,
2: right. So let, let me uh,
0: get us into we haven't talked about our illustrious new vice presidential nominee for <laughs> oh, the Democratic side, oh Kamala Harris. Uh, she got caught over the weekend uh, on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. She, uh, of course, was being asked about some of the things that she said during the Democrat debates uh, a few months back. One of which was her harsh criticism of Joe Biden's record on race. Should he be viewed in politics about something that she truly believed in? Or was it was she just making all this up? Colbert was curious how Harris could be, quote, fully supportive of Joe Biden after landing haymakers on him in the early presidential primary debates. And now I believe you that you're fully supportive of him, Colbert said to Harris during a recent interview. How did that trans- uh, transition happen? How do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you? And now you guys seem to be, you know, pals in response. Let me say what this, the new vice presidential uh, uh, candidate had to say, Democrat candidate. She tried to literally laugh it all off as just a debate tactic as if her broadside attacks on Joe were just stagecraft, not statecraft. She said it was a debate, Harris said. Now everyone laughed, uh, landed punches. Not everyone landed those kind of punches like you did, Colbert reiterated. It was a debate, Harris managed to say while still laughing. So you didn't mean it? Harris continued to brush off criticism of Biden, saying it was a debate the whole evening. Literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. There were journalists covering the debate. Last time I remember debating, gentlemen, debates was supposed to be truth. Evidently, either Harris was lying or she's willing to walk it all back and she don't believe in nothing.
4: Is that what's going to happen when she debates uh, uh, Vice President Pence, so are we not to believe anything she says because it's just a debate?
0: Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: But what what do you expect from someone who's got principles that would kill unborn children and and all sorts of things? Why would we expect them to have principles that they would actually stand on six months later? <laughs> I mean, it's it's principles are a hard thing for people to to, to grasp. And when you hold them to task on it, it's like either you meant it when you called this guy a racist or whatever she whatever it is the point she was making back a few months ago, or or maybe she didn't mean it. What 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 was it though? Was it it was it just a political pandering, or was it? um, She was
4: pretty factual.
2: Well, I I think you're probably right. Yeah, absolutely. uh, She she also made other accusations. Biden a
0: white supremacist.
3: Uh, Mm -hmm. She's made accusations about how he treated women too. Did she not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah, and i believe she brought up some some facts yeah, about on, on, to say, yeah. on that too yeah. but maybe maybe her memory is like biden's maybe she's got the same memory <laughs> that he does maybe she don't know where she's at or where she's been or what she said
1: you know my response been is hanging kinda, out
0: in the basement
1: <laughs> my response is kind of like my my uh my grandmother used to be on that porch swing we're sitting along there and you'd say something like like she'd say and then they go mm-hmm yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Yeah, bless her, pea picking heart. Bless her heart. She doesn't have
3: any principles when it comes to uh, late term abortion. But the Democratic Party doesn't also have any principles when it comes to the Constitution, uh, as far as the freedom of speech or Second Amendment.
0: Let's be real honest. Biden and Harris are the most uh, radical about life issues of any political party's candidates who have ever run for the presidency, ever. They're about (laughs) as radical as they can. They don't have any problem with killing unborn babies at all.
4: And remember, this is is the moderate representation of the Democrat Party. Yeah,
0: (laughs) they say these are the moderates. That's right. Guys, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate you. Thank Thank you, Iverson, for coming in. Thank you, R.D. I I remember it was R.D. (laughs) R.D. Thank you, Wayne, and thank you, Paul. I'll see you all next again uh, next Monday. Appreciate it. Tomorrow, Elizabeth will be with us. If you have a Bible guys question, send it to Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at SalemLR.com. 6 a.m. tomorrow. See you then.